This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Actress Annabella Shiora takes the stand. How'd it go in there? What she says Harvey Weinstein did to her. Are you ready for Annabella's testimony? Then... Grammys in crisis. They canceled today's red carpet rollout. As the ousted Grammys chief speaks out. Should we see the Grammys as rigged? And Tyler G. The shocking sudden death of the contestant that wooed Bachelorette Hannah Brown. Please wake up! Please wake up! Plus, goofing off at the impeachment trial. Senator spotted dozing and doing crossword puzzles. Get off your butts, do your job, sit there and listen. Then, Meghan Markle home movies, revealed for the first time by her estranged dad. Hi, Daddy. And electric bikes, the new 21st century getaway car. Smash and grab, then escape on an e-bike. Then, most honest man in America. Wait till you hear what's inside the black box he returned. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Painful testimony in the Harvey Weinstein sexual assault trial as actress Annabella Sciorra took the stand and graphically detailed the rape she says she endured at the hands of the disgraced movie producer. She says he kept coming at me, Diane McInerney, with more on a very emotional day in court. Are you ready for Annabella's testimony? Pure drama at the trial of disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein as actress Annabella Sciorra takes the witness stand. Hey. Best known for her role in The Sopranos, the 59-year-old actress told jurors that in 1993, Weinstein violently raped her after turning up at her New York City apartment unannounced as she was getting ready for bed. He started to unbutton his shirt. Then I realized he thought we would be having sex, and I did not want to. I told him it wasn't going to happen, she said. He grabbed me by the collar and shoved me on the bed. I was punching him. I was kicking him, and he took my hands and put them over my head. She said Weinstein told her, this stays between you and I. She was asked to identify the defendant in the courtroom, and we all were on pins and needles going, how is this going to go? She shot up out of the witness stand, looked directly in his eyes, stared him down, pointed her finger at him for a long pause, and said, that's the man right there. Shiora, then 33, first came to Weinstein's attention as a breakout star in the thriller The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. On the stand, Shiora's voice cracked and she fought back tears as she told her story. When the prosecutor asked her reaction to the alleged sexual assault, she said that she just remembered feeling disgusting, but she did not go to police. I felt at the time that rape was something that happened in a back alleyway in a dark place by somebody you didn't know. 
She said she felt traumatized and she turned to alcohol and drugs and even began cutting herself. She testified that Weinstein continued to harass her for several years at movie industry events. In 1997 at the Cannes Film Festival, she says that Weinstein came to her room at 5 a.m. with a bottle of baby oil. She says he left when she reached for the phone to call for hotel staff to come to her room. Her testimony was excruciating to listen to, and it was devastating for Harvey Weinstein. The defense played this clip from a 1997 appearance on Late Night with David Letterman, in which she joked about telling lies in interviews. I have a, a, a bad reputation, and I, I, I was caught uh, recently and uh, in the last couple of years lying about quite a few things. You just fib in the interview. I would make up quite elaborate stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actress Ellen Barkin was in court to give Shiora support. She tweeted, all my power, all my heart, all my strength, I give to you, dear friend and warrior. The assault Shiora testified to happened 25 years ago. That's outside the statute of limitations. But her testimony is designed to show a pattern of sexually aggressive behavior on the part of the defendant. Weinstein denies all allegations of non-consensual sex. It may be the biggest night in the music industry, but the Grammys have practically gone into the witness protection program. The rolling out of the red carpet was canceled, all in the wake of allegations that the Grammys process is rigged. Jim Murray is standing by right now with the latest. Jim? Deborah, I'm at the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles, where music's biggest night will be held Sunday night. But fallout from the scandal continues to grow. Grammy officials have canceled Media Day and all interviews, including the ritual rolling out of the red carpet. I've covered the Grammys many years, and this is a first in my recollection. Last year, Grammys host Alicia Keys did the honors with a big smile on her face. She's hosting again this year, but you won't see her unfurling the carpet. She talked about the controversy today in a radio interview with Ryan Seacrest. What was your reaction to it? Because, I mean, you're, you're in the circle. That's probably one of the things I've heard the most. How does it get chosen on who wins what? And, oh, man, how come that person won when right. there's with all what these other things? And, yeah. you know, like, I think it's always been a little bit confusing. Also shut down this year, the sneak peek of where the superstars will sit. The shocking lockdown came amid backlash to claims by suspended Hi, Recording everybody. Academy I'm CEO Deborah Dugan that the Grammys are rigged. I can't help but have to say there are conflicts of interest. She made the rounds of the morning shows, including CBS This Morning. And I have to just pause and say thank you for hosting me because I do know that you're hosting the Grammys on Sunday. One explosive allegation involves last year's Song of the Year nomination. Here are this year's nominations for Song of the Year. What you allege in the complaint is yes. from that 20-name list for the Song of the Year, someone at the bottom of that list was moved up into the top five. Yes, that is true. And it's can, you name who that, can you name who that is? I don't want to name who that is for the artist's integrity. She did not mince words when asked if the process was rigged. So rigged but, is a term you would apply to it? Yes, not? it is. The Recording Academy claims Dugan didn't raise the allegations until after she was being investigated for creating a toxic work environment. They also say she was put on administrative leave after offering to step down for $22 million. All of those claims Ms. Dugan denies. We're seeing some home videos from Meghan Markle's childhood thanks to a new documentary featuring her father, Thomas Markle. And Mr. Markle makes no apologies about releasing the movies, saying she owes him. They're never-before-seen videos from Meghan Markle's childhood. Meghan learns how to fish and practices her tap dancing. 
Here she is as Little Red Riding Hood in a high school play. And the future Duchess of Sussex at her high school graduation. The adorable videos were provided by her estranged father, Thomas Markle, during a revealing documentary that aired in the UK last night. The touching family moments are a far cry from where their relationship stands today. Megan and her father haven't spoken since May 2018 after he posed for stage photos. He didn't attend Megan's fairy tale wedding because he underwent heart surgery. In the documentary, he spoke about watching his daughter on TV, walking down the aisle, his place taken by Prince Charles. I'll admit that I cried a little bit about that. Reaction to the documentary is mixed. I think he's a genuine guy, goes one supportive tweet. Clearly, he loves Megan very much. Others aren't buying Markle's sob story. He has sold his story and is trying to cash in on his daughter. You lost her because you don't deserve her. This Comments one, like this aren't going to help restore his reputation. The royals own me. Um, Harry owes me. Um, Meghan owes me. Okay, see you later. Bye-bye. Or is it a little Last fall, Megan filed a lawsuit against a British newspaper for publishing a personal letter she had sent her father. The newspaper recently filed papers indicating it may call Mr. Markle as a witness in that case. It is one of the most monumental responsibilities of Congress, the impeachment of a sitting president. And some members of the U.S. Senate appear to be making light of it. Some senators are being accused of goofing off. Are some senators goofing off? They're supposed to be up to the job of sitting in a chair, okay? Do your job, sit there and listen. A number of senators have been spotted napping, chit-chatting, passing notes to each other, and even leaving the Senate floor right in the middle of the historic impeachment trial. Some of my colleagues looked a little bit like that fifth grade kid who was like looking around from left to right trying to catch the eye of the other kids in the class. Rand Paul was seen doing a crossword puzzle and amusing himself by writing SOS on his notepad, pretending he was an abducted child. These are not my parents. Please help me. Chip Reed is covering the impeachment trial for CBS. Well, it's a lot like a college lecture hall. You've got the A students scribbling notes the whole time. You've got the rebels passing notes and uh, uh, chatting when they're not supposed to be. I caught up with Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal. My colleagues ought to be ashamed if they're not paying attention. They're not doing their constitutional responsibility. But Republicans say they're bored. You can only listen to the same thing so many times. Some senators are making news for drinking milk. Tom Cotton has milk. This is not a drill. He has a glass in addition to his glass of water. He is the first senator I've seen to request and get milk. I repeat. Tom Cotton has milk. So you did have milk today, I understand. They brought you in a glass of milk. No cookies, but you did have milk. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. you know, I guess I could have put some vodka in it. President Trump is paying close attention to the news coverage. He tweeted a whopping 142 times more than any other day in his presidency. Republicans hold a 53 to 47 majority in the Senate. A two-thirds majority of the Senate is required to remove the president from office. Sad news about a former contestant on The Bachelorette. As one of the men who vied for Hannah Brown's heart has died of an apparent drug overdose. Now the 911 call from when he was rushed to the hospital has been released. Tyler G. He wooed Hannah Brown on last year's The Bachelorette. Now he's dead of a suspected heroin overdose. So, please wake up! Please wake up! Please! 
An unidentified friend frantically called 911 after finding Tyler Gavusht unresponsive. We've been overdosed and he won't wake up. Do you know what he took? Heroin. According to the 911 call, Tyler locked himself in the bathroom. He can't get in there. The bathroom door still locked. Tyler was considered a front-runner, taking Bachelorette Hannah on her first solo date. If anybody's worth it, it's, it's you. But he was mysteriously sent home to Boca Raton, Florida, after just three weeks with no explanation. Tyler G. had to leave, and that's upsetting because I really enjoyed my date with him. Following his overdose, Tyler was rushed to a nearby hospital. His death came to light today. He was just 29. Our calls to ABC, which airs The Bachelorette, were not returned. The young woman convicted of encouraging her boyfriend to kill himself is free just 11 months after she was sent to prison for involuntary manslaughter. Michelle Carter is out. With a stylish new haircut and a fashionable jacket, 23-year-old Michelle Carter was released from prison four months early. She was escorted to a waiting car by three guards. One carried two large plastic bags filled with her possessions. Then she was whisked away in an SUV driven by her parents. Obviously, with the amount of uh, press and so forth, we, we wanted to make sure that it was um, an easy transition to get her out, get her in the vehicle close by, and then be able to leave uh, the facility without any interruptions. Carter was convicted of urging her 18-year-old boyfriend to commit suicide in 2014. Text messages read in court showed her prodding Conrad Roy to make his fatal decision. She texted him, it's time, babe, you know that. You gotta do it, you're ready. When he expressed second thoughts, Carter texted, no more thinking, you just need to do it. Just park your car and sit there and it will take like 20 minutes. It's not a big deal. Roy was found dead of carbon monoxide poisoning. She was sentenced to 15 months behind bars, but got out early for good behavior. The trial captured national attention and led to an HBO documentary, I Love You, Now Die, and a Lifetime movie. You say you'll do it, but you never do. I have to be happy. I have to be happy. Conrad Roy's grandfather expressed the view of the family, saying she is let go because she's a good girl. She is not a good girl. Carter will be on probation for the next five years. Now, what would you do if you found a box loaded with cash? Well, this guy found one right outside an ATM machine, and he did the right thing. He talked about it with our Les Trent. That's an armored truck parked outside a credit union. They drive off, not realizing they've left behind a box full of cash. There it is, just sitting by the curb. That's when a guy pulls up and spots the box. He goes over to check it out and sees a tag saying it contains $40,000. So what does he do? He heads right into the credit union outside Detroit and gives the money back. You can practically see the look of relief on the faces of the staff. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money. George Condash is the honest man who returned the cash. I said there wouldn't happen to be even a 10% reward, would there be? Did you ever consider taking the money? No, never once, never once. I mean, I just returned money, that's all I did. I would think anybody would do that. Turns out the box contained $27,000, not 40,000. But that's good enough to prove George is one very honest gentleman.
and the credit union gave that very honest gentleman a $500 reward for his good deed. Next, the getaway. Electric bikes. The new 21st century getaway car. Smash and grab. Then escape on an e-bike. Then, how a popular social media star learned he had a potentially dangerous disease after a superfan saw this on his back. Saved my life. And making a splash. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. If you're visiting Los Angeles, beware. Cops say there's been a 25% increase in smash and grab burglaries, especially in tourist areas. As Jim Murray reports the thieves are relying on e-bikes to make that heist and get out quickly. Look at these guys on e-bikes. It's the newest way for smash and grab crews to make a quick getaway. This thief on a rented bicycle pulls up to an SUV parked in Hollywood. He breaks the window, rifles through the back seat, and retrieves a backpack. Once he's gone, it's his buddy's turn. He ransacks the same car in broad daylight. That same gang pulls up on e-bikes and targets this SUV. The guy smashes the car window and grabs a backpack. He hands off the loot to his bike riding accomplice. Tourists are particular targets, and it's leading to a smash and grab epidemic. Check it out. Thieves use flashlights to find valuables left behind in cars. Cops say the crooks work in teams. They often use rented e-bikes like this as their getaway vehicle. They ride up to a tourist car, smash the window, and then take off. Tourist Shannon Fitzpatrick and her family had just visited Hollywood's Walk of Fame when their rental car was hit. The whole back side window was smashed out, so it's that, you know, that sudden shock and, oh my God, is this really happening? LAPD Detective Brent Hopkins warns there's a 25% increase in car break-ins at LA's tourist spots. They know how to look for rental cars. Generally, they'll target SUVs because it's harder to lock things up in them because they don't have a trunk and they know that tourists are going to have a lot of stuff in there. Now with easy access to e-bikes, they can make their smash and grab getaway. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come, how a popular social media star learned he had a potentially dangerous disease after a superfan saw this on his back. Saved my life. And making a splash. People put all kinds of things on social media, and when this guy put video of his back on TikTok, it may have saved his life. This guy says he owes his life to a total stranger more than 2,000 miles away. Alex Griswold posted a lighthearted TikTok video about married life featuring this moment. Back scratches always turn into pimple popping sessions. When Lizzie Wells, who's studying to be a doctor in Macon, Georgia, saw the video, she reached out to Alex to tell him that mole on his back looked troubling. I immediately um, wanted to do my part and help him. Um, really just get an understanding that he needed to go get it seen. Alex went to the doctor and found out the mole was precancerous. The doctor cut it out and then at the very end she was like, whoever told you about this probably saved your life. He's not um, the first to be alerted to a medical issue by a stranger. You'll recall that Deborah heard from a viewer who raised the red flag about a lump on her neck. The doctor says it's a very localized form of cancer, which tomorrow I'll have surgery to have removed. And flipper flop star Tarek El Moussa was treated for thyroid cancer after a viewer pointed out a lump on his neck. 
23-year-old Alex just posted a new TikTok video detailing his brush with skin cancer. I was really lucky to catch it before it actually turned into skin cancer. My friends would always say, you watch too much TikTok. Well, now they can't say that anymore. <laughs> because and Lizzie knows what she's talking about because she is a melanoma survivor herself. When we come back, soaked by a snowplow. Finally today, a messy reminder that this time of year going outside can be tricky. Three girlfriends leave a store. All of a sudden, splash. A snowplow drives through and a tsunami of snow sweeps over them. They were totally soaked. Their message? Just watch out for snowplows because they come out of nowhere. Yes, they do. That's Inside Edition for today. We thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.